Well, good morning. Uh, my name is Dave. I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, it is good to be together in what we call our Crosspoint living room. Uh, we've been calling that for a lot of years, and so today we celebrate the Lord's faithfulness and Lord's work over the past uh, 15 years, and we also look forward to and pray and work toward the work that He will do in the future. In the years to come, our First Impressions team will be handing out the connection card booklets. Uh, if you're a guest with us, you can fill out that gray section. Let us know you're here. If there's a next step for you, some specific things, baptisms, we've got one coming up on September 16th. If that's the next step for you, uh, mark that box. Community groups are starting up in the next couple weeks. You can mark that box and we'll follow up with you this week. Hype students, you kick off a new three-week series tonight. And so uh, make sure you're here. Doors open at 6 and programming's from 6.30 to 7 or 6.30 to 8. I have some Crosspoint family news to share with you. Congratulations to Austin Miller and Darcy Wagenbach, who got married yesterday. So we rejoice with them. And uh, if you didn't know, Bix Bixler can really uh, officiate a wedding and do it well. Um, and so we pray, just pray for the Miller family, the Bixler family, and, and uh, Austin and Darcy as they begin a lifelong journey together. And then congratulations to Jake and Bree Mowdy, who had uh, Amariah Kathleen this past Thursday evening. And so we rejoice with another uh, daughter uh, in the Crosspoint family and the first daughter in their family. So uh, you'll see a meal link today and a way to bless them and, and love them in that way. Last week in our service, we shared the vision that the Lord is calling Crosspoint and other local churches to, to start and plant a new work in Monunk, Illinois, and that the Lord was uh, setting apart and, and calling Eric and Bree and their family to be the founding pastor of that new church. And so if you missed last Sunday, I just strongly encourage you to take the time to uh, watch the podcast or listen to it on the app or YouTube channel, website, lots of different options. But, but in there, you heard uh, Pastor Eric share some of uh, their heart as a family. You heard us address some questions you may be having, kind of the who, what, when, where, why, all of those kind of questions. If something wasn't answered there, which I'm sure there was, uh, if there's other questions, concerns, thoughts, excitements, uh, feelings, we'd love to hear those. Uh, so Johnson family, we'd love to hear those. As an elder team, we'd love to hear those because that would help us walk together as the family of God as we live by faith. And so we just encourage you to share those as the Lord leads you. If you have a Bible with you, turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Next week, we begin a four-week series in the book of Jonah. So this week, it's a four-chapter-long book. This week, we'd encourage you to be uh, reading those four chapters as we prepare for that four-week series. Later in the service, there will be some cross-pointers sharing testimonies of some of the Lord's work in their lives over the years. We'll also have a time of corporate prayer and reflection on the past 15, as well as prayer for the years ahead. Afterwards, we're going to be having lunch. We're going to do that inside, considering the weather. Uh, but we're going to have lunch together, fellowship, an opportunity for us to build relationships. Before we do all of those things, uh, because we're gathered here on a Sunday morning, I want us to be encouraged and challenged by the scriptures. The preaching of the word is central to any Sunday morning gathering, and today is no different. I don't want us to be encouraged by my words or Eric's words. I want us to be encouraged by the word of the Lord, because it is living and active and appropriate in our context to this day. 2 Thessalonians is a short letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the Thessalonian church plant. Acts 17 tells the story of that church starting. Paul and others planting this church and a group of faithful believers developing and 
growing. This was a church that loved one another well and lived in light of the truth that Jesus was returning one day. 2 Thessalonians is the second letter then that Paul wrote back to this church plant to teach and encourage and correct. We're going to pick up the letter toward the end of chapter 2, starting in verse 13. But, but in these 10 verses that we're going to look at today, Paul's got five, uh, five things or five things that, that he's trying to encourage the Thessalonian church plant in. And there are five things here that we, the Crosspoint family, the Crosspoint church plant, needs to be reminded of today, that our own hearts and our heart as a church need to be encouraged in today. So Paul starts with this. He starts with thanksgiving, verses 13 and 14. He writes, but we ought to thank God always for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because from the beginning, God has chosen you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel so that you might obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is Paul thanking God for as he reflects on the work in this local church? He's thanking God for the work that he has done in the people. And he's reminding the people of how the gospel, the good news of Jesus, has changed them and is changing them. He's reminding them, remember when the Lord called you through the good news. Remember when you responded to the gospel through faith and repentance. Remember when you realized how the Lord was pursuing you with His truth and grace. If you're a believer in Christ here today, if you're a follower of Him, do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember that season, that day, that year in your life where the Lord was pursuing you and it became clear to you that He was? Maybe you'd heard the gospel a hundred times. Maybe you'd heard it once. But either way, the Lord reached into your heart, illuminated your heart, you opened up your, your eyes, your ears, and it became clear that He was calling you to faith and repentance. Does that lead you to thanksgiving? I pray it does. I pray that we, we never grow tired of that, that it, it, it leads us to gratitude and thanksgiving, maybe even to a greater degree the longer we follow Him and the more we worship Him and know of Him. Brothers and sisters, you are loved by the Lord. May that lead you to thanksgiving. And you are loved not just when the gospel came to you, but all the way to glory is what Paul is talking about. He called you through the gospel so that not only would you be justified and made right before the Lord, but so that one day you would be glorified. One day that you would dwell with the Lord and with the Lord's people and in His presence with no more tears and no more suffering and no more disease and the effects of sin no longer present. And in between our justification being made right before the Lord and our glorification lies our sanctification. Meaning that lifelong process of you and I becoming more and more like Jesus. And we see in verse 13 that the Lord will use His Spirit and the truth to sanctify us. The truth being the Word of God that we hold on our laps or that we read from during the week. We read Jesus' prayer in John 17 that, that He prays that believers would be sanctified by the truth and that His Word is truth. Crosspoint, how have you seen the Lord change or sanctify you through the years? How 
are you seeing that not just in your past, but in your present day? How are you seeing that in 2018 right now? How's the Lord making you more like His Son through the Spirit and through His Word? May that lead us to thanksgiving when we see that. Thanksgiving to his, for His faithfulness. Paul wants this church and us to be anchored to who they are in Christ. Brothers and sisters, the Lord has chosen you, not because of you, but because of His goodness, His grace, His mercy. He has used others to bring the good news to you. He has used parents, family members, friends, pastors, leaders, neighbors, coaches, teachers to bring the gospel to your ears. He has given you salvation and He is at work through the Spirit, through the Word of God, bringing about sanctification in your heart and life. And according to Philippians 1, here's something to be thankful for. He's able to finish, and He will finish what He has begun in you. Brothers, brothers and sisters, on a day such as this, may we first and foremost be thankful and worshipful that the King of kings, the Lord of lords, calls us sons and calls us daughters. That we are new creations in Christ, and because he calls us sons and daughters, he has also ca called us toward one another so we can call one another brothers and sisters. So from thanksgiving, he now gives them an exhortation or a challenge in verse 15. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold to the traditions you were taught, whether by what we said or what we wrote. There's a reoccurring theme here. You and I are made more like Jesus in our words, our attitudes, actions, our way of life, our thoughts, by the Spirit of God at work through the Scriptures. So then, because of that, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold to the Word. Paul's not referring, necessarily talking about man-made traditions that are being passed down. He's talking about the teaching of the apostles, the truth and doctrine that is spoken of, that they wrote of, which we now hold up as the Word of God, 2 Thessalonians being an example of that. A charge to stand firm and hold implies that there will be certain things that will attempt to loosen our grip on the truth or move us to, to think that we should be standing on some, something else, someone else. This Thessalonian church was facing persecution and difficulty. I would not say that we are facing persecution and difficulty any, anywhere related to the first century church. But I would say that over 15 years, you and I have experienced changes in circumstances. We can probably point to times over the years that we walked through what we would call trouble. And in times of trouble, Paul's saying, stand firm. Hold to the truth because it is unchanging and it is life-giving. Culture, circumstances, popular opinion, opinions of others, all of those are shifty sands try to stand firm in. It's just like the surf of the water just continues to erode the sand out from underneath our feet. Over the past 15 years, we've seen a shift in culture at large and that the overall view of Christ followers, the authority and sufficiency of Scripture, those views have changed culturally over the past 15 years. As we turn 15, we are saying again with conviction that our authority, our foundation is the Scriptures, the Bible, the inspired, sufficient, true, relevant, living Word of God. It is what we continue to stand firm on 
and hold to not only as a church, but as individual Christ followers and households of the Lord. That we would be a people anchored to the Word and being changed and sharpened by the Word and shaped by it. A people saying that we're going to align our lives with the Scriptures because we know that's what leads to life. That's what leads to rest and joy and freedom. Thanksgiving, exhortation, and now he writes a prayer for the church, verses 16 and 17. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who has loved us and given us eternal encouragement and good, and good hope by grace encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good work and word. Paul's praying and remembering how the Father has loved the Thessalonian people, given them encouragement and good hope, and that, that it doesn't run out, it doesn't run dry, it's there for all eternity. And the Lord Jesus and our altogether good and perfect Father has done that all by grace. First John talks about that. He has lavished grace upon His children. As you reflect on the Lord's work in your life today, how has He given you good hope by grace? How has He reminded you of a living hope in Jesus? Was it in sickness? Was it in suffering, loss, transition, doubt, addiction? So there's this backward-looking part of Paul's prayer. This past tense of, He has loved us and He has given us His grace, His Spirit. We do well to remember God's past faithfulness because it is a reminder to our hearts and lives that He will be the same God in the future and be faithful to us then and there. So we don't have to doubt, we don't have to fear. Continually in the Psalms, we see the Israelites recounting the work of the Lord, parting of the Red Sea, feeding in the desert, water from a rock, all these recounting of God's past faithfulness because in a sense they're saying it out loud that he will be faithful in the future just as he was in the past. And so Paul looks backward and forward in this prayer. And moving forward, he's praying for two things for this church. Lord, encourage their hearts. Some translations may say comfort their hearts. I love that. See, faith in Christ is not just about mission advancement, gospel uh, advancement, kingdom building, taking new ground. It's not just that. It's about ministry to one another, ministry to our own hearts and souls. So I, I love this balance here of Paul's prayer. Comfort their hearts. Encourage them where they are hurting, where they are wounded. Let's not forget that part of life in the local church, Crosspoint. Let's not forget that when we are hurting, when we are walking through a season of doubt or struggle or we feel entangled in sin, that that's not the time to run away in isolation and try to fix it on our own. That's actually the time to run toward the family of God, brothers and sisters, because that's where we find life. That's where we find freedom. That's where we find encouragement and comfort for our hearts. Over 15 years, here's what I know. That we all in this room, including me, we've walked through seasons, if not multiple seasons, where we have needed the Lord to encourage and comfort us. Moving forward, may the Lord continue to do that. 
looking back uh, this, this past week, I, I probably spent an, an inor- inordinate amount of time um, looking through pictures and uh, blowing up your Facebook feed and um, not tagging you because I, don't, I want you to like me, but uh, you can tag yourself. But looking through pictures, thousands probably, and lots of reminders in there. But one of the reminders is that there are people that we've done ministry with for, for 15 years um, over the course of time that my wife and I and others dearly miss. And I look forward to glorification and being, being reunited there. There are brothers and sisters who have moved away geographically that we dearly miss and we have done life with. And they've been a part of the Crosspoint family and, and, and they're a part of the family just in an extended way nowadays. But it is a reminder that, that the Lord, the life in the church is not just about mission. It's also about ministry to our own hearts, family of God. And so where you need comforted today, where you need strengthened today, I pray the Lord would do that. And then the balance to that prayer is this. Lord, strengthen us for every good work and word. Not just our words, not just our works, but both. Strengthened to show and strengthened to tell. The church is not just a family of brothers and sisters alongside one another. It is an active body of Christ on mission as ambassadors, disciple makers, witnesses for the Lord. And moving forward, there are years of good works and words yet to be walked in. May we not forget either one of those. May we hold those in tension. May we not neglect to pray for both the comfort, the encouragement of the Lord, as well as His strength in every good work and word. He then shifts to a prayer for Him and the mission, verses 1 and 2 in chapter 3. In addition, brothers and sisters, Pray for us that the word of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored just as it was with you and that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people for not all have faith. I love these ongoing themes, brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, this continual theme of our identity as the family of God as well as the word of the Lord being central to the ministry and mission of the local church. So there's this outward prayer. Lord, may your word, may the good news of who you are, what you've done, the hope and salvation found in you alone, may it spread rapidly. And why why should they pray for that? Because they are a church. They are believers in Christ because the gospel spread to them at one point. Just as it was with you, he writes. This sounds like a fitting prayer for us at 15, Crosspoint. Crosspoint and other local churches are talking about planting and working toward planting a new work in Manunk, just as it was with you. We want the gospel to come to them as much as it's come to us, and we want the gospel to continue to go and spread rapidly in the neighborhoods around us and the nations that surround us and the missionaries that will be called out and sent out from Crosspoint in the years to come. And we're praying that. Because people once prayed that for us. Can you point to some person in your life, people in your life through the years you can look back on and go, me me sitting here, me worshiping, me with Bible open on my lap as an answer to so-and-so's prayer. 1 Thessalonians 2.13, Paul writes this, 
This is why we constantly thank God, because when you received the word of the Lord that you heard from us, you welcomed it not as a human message, but as it truly is, the word of God, which also works effectively in you who believe. So we're praying, and other believers from other local churches are praying about this, that the word of the Lord would spread rapidly, that it would be received and welcomed in a new area, that it would be like rain falling on land, and as a result, uh, the fruit of changed lives would flourish and be grown. Paul recognizes that there is a spiritual enemy here that we face as we do kingdom work in the kingdom, that the enemy would love to see the word of God not spread, not be welcomed, and so we pray and we depend upon the Lord as we walk by faith, clothed in the full armor of God, and we don't have to uh, live in fear, we don't have to worry or doubt, we don't have to lack courage because of the very next verse. Verse 3, but the Lord is what? Faithful. He will strengthen and guard you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord about you that you are doing and will continue to do what, what we command. May the Lord direct your hearts to God's love and Christ's endurance. Paul started with Thessalonians, remember the work the Lord has done in you and is doing in you presently and will do all the way to glory. He's been faithful. And now he is finishing with, Paul's finishing with, the Lord is faithful for the works and the words yet to come. He's faithful to strengthen and to guard. I love how Paul says that, that we have confidence in the Lord about you. Not that we have confidence in you. Or not that we have confidence about you. But we have confidence in the Lord. That's what makes all the difference. Confidence in the one who is faithful and who has called you, and who has empowered you with the Spirit and equipped you with the Spirit. I love those two things. May the Lord direct your hearts to God's love and Christ's endurance. In the years ahead, may we, may we never grow tired of trying to get our minds around the, the surpassing greatness of God's love for us how wide and long and high and deep it is. It's so grand it surpasses knowledge. And may we not grow tired or weary in doing good for at the proper time, and this is a visible reminder of that, for at the proper time, harvest happens. And harvest will continue to happen. And the Lord will continue to call out laborers and workers to serve in the harvest. Whether that's here Manunk, nations, throughout the kingdom. The Lord is faithful. And we've seen that faithfulness on display through the years, 15 years. It seems like yesterday, and it seems like a lifetime ago, especially looking through pictures. Fashion has changed a lot. <laughs> My wife and her sister enjoyed bibs a lot. <laughs> I only put one picture because I want my wife to like me. Um, to give us some perspective, in 2003, iTunes launched. Right? Uh, they sold 10 million songs within four months of its launch. The Terminator was elected governor of California. <laughs> Saddam Hussein was captured. Big movies uh, were Finding Nemo. I think our kids watched a lot of Finding Nemo. Um, and Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, and Michael Jordan retired for the second time. 
Over the 15 years, we've welcomed lots of children into the Crosspoint family through uh, birth and adoption. We've seen lots of couples get married. Children that were young in Sun Chasers in 2003 have now launched into college, post-school life, some married. This is more of a guesstimate, but we probably experienced around 1,000 uh, puns from Pastor Eric. Um, 79% of those grown-worthy. Um, if you work with him in the staff, it's probably doubled. If you share an office, it's tripled. Okay? Uh, we brewed thousands of cups of coffee. I did a little math this morning. Uh, I think we've set up individual chairs. I think we've set up, and this is no lie. I can do the math for you afterwards at lunch. About 100,000 times chairs being set up. Six years of being mobile, it really exponentially adds up. We welcomed lots of uh, hundreds of people into our doors. We baptized over 150 people. That's not a guesstimate. The puns are a guesstimate. We've sent missionaries out. We've dedicated and prayed over lots of kiddos and households. The Lord is faithful. Looking back at the 15 years and the timeline, we've walked through different seasons. And as a church, you who call this church home have come at different times over the years. But no matter where you came, the Lord was, was at work and has been maturing you and growing you continually in the gospel and reminding us of this lifelong mission we have to make disciples, that there is work to be done yet in our own hearts and work to be done in the lives of others. I have an overwhelming gratitude for the brothers and sisters, you all, who call this church home, who have leaned into this vision to say we want to see a community of people devoted to Jesus, dedicated to one another, and driven to reach people. And we want other people to experience that life in Christ. We did something similar at our 10-year anniversary, but I'd love to see a visible picture of God's faithfulness over the years. So I'm going to work through the timeline of the church, kind of see it through different categories or timelines, sections of time, and as I do that, I'd like you, you to stand and just a reminder of what God has done through the years, all right? So if you called Crosspoint home before Crosspoint existed, if you were on what's called the launch team, uh, would you please stand? How about it? God's good. Um, you guys like each other, right? You're not just, you've got kids in between you. <laughs> See, 15 years ago, didn't, uh, didn't have as many. Um, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for saying yes. Becky, are you standing? Smelters, are you standing? We're just Stop discussing. Stand up. <laughs> if, you could, if, you, if you're part of, no, please stand. Please, just, thank you. Thank you. Stiff-necked Israelites? Um, <laughs> no. Um, like Kurt and Carol, you guys have been, I don't know if you know smelters, you probably don't because they don't want to stand in these kind of things. And they don't want to be talked about, but I'm going to do it. You guys have been so faithful through the years. See, this group said yes to a church before there was a church. It was just this idea, this vision, this burden. And I'm grateful for your faithfulness, your joy, your perseverance, a reflection of Christ's endurance. Thank you. Have a seat.
All right, if you came during the storefront days, 2003 to 2006, if you could stand. If you connected, whether it was that first Sunday or Sundays afterwards. Thank you for, uh, no, not, don't stand again. Um, thank you for, uh, for walking into a church at a storefront. Opening that glass door like, I don't know what's behind the glass door. It looks like a jagged cross on the front. I don't know. Um, if I can make a comment. Okay. Who sent me down to check it out? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, a cat. <laughs> <laughs> so those of you who didn't hear that on the podcast um, or on YouTube, uh, Julie Miller is a spy. Um, <laughs> she came back from the land of Canaan and fruit was growing, and she's there. So, thank you. Um, if you came during the middle school years, from 06 to 2012, okay, you came during those years, you could stand up. Thank you for um, faithfully serving through those years. Uh, those years tended to be, in the storefront days, were, were kind of like this too, but it was like, hi, nice to meet you. Grab that chair. We need you. <laughs> that tub over there, move that, would you? Uh, you'll hear a testimony later on about somebody who served in children's ministry because it was like, hey, come on, let's go. What are you doing sitting there? All right? I love that heart. That DNA is a reflection from years uh, ongoing as a church. So thank you for faithfully serving, for coming to a church and a school and saying yes to the Lord as a, as a way of life. All right? You can have a seat. And if you came since we've been at this current space from oh, or 2012 to present day, if you could stand up. Thank you for calling Crosspoint your home. We love that you're here. We love that you are leaning into ministry and not staying on the fringe. We love that you're leading and serving and giving. We love that at just the right time, the Lord called you to this local church family. It would not be the same without you. We're grateful that you're here. You can have a seat. Uh, Phil and Matt, you guys want to come up? So uh, corporately, um, I wanted to spend some time praying, both in reflection for the past 15 years, which Matt's going to lead us in prayer for that, as well as for the years to come as a church family, which Phil is going to lead us in. So let's pray together as uh, the Crosspoint family. I don't know if I could do this. Yeah, I'm just so thankful. Sorry, I'm not praying yet. Um, last night, Tiff had a good, good idea. Like, let's get the boys up here, like nine thirty, and put Facebook on the TV and. Worked all the pictures. And just the time we've spent with everybody. The people have come, people have gone. You know, had ideas, even the people have gone to send a text and say thank you, reach out. We're still brothers and sisters from there. You know, and 
just amazing to gather around. And I guess when you look back, don't we always take some things for granted? Um, but this has been consistent for Tiff and I and our, and our family. And God has led us through all of it. We're thankful. It's a beautiful thing. Father God, we just are here before you, God, and we're just so thankful that you are Father. We call you Daddy, and we are your sons and daughters. And you've led us here, Lord, and you've taken care of every little detail in the last 15 years. We've said yes, but you've given us everything. You've given us the strength. You've given us the wisdom. Lord, you've given us um, the courage. Um, you've just led us. Lord, all the way through this. Um, none of this we could do on our own. Um, your son, Jesus, is who we, we gather around. Because the cross that's on the stage has always been the center to his death, his resurrection, his ascension to heaven. You've given us, each one of us, the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and direct us, God, as we come together as a true family of brothers and sisters with, with Jesus and you as our Father. Lord, I'm just blown away. Um, by your continued love, your continued mercy, your grace, God, that just reigns in our lives. Um, Lord, we're just, uh, just so thankful as we look back through the, through the history of Cross Point, just a small little church in Eureka, Illinois. Um, just people gathered together, centered around you, wanting to do what, what your will is, God, and, um, and wanting others just to experience your grace and your love. Just so thankful, God. I think the theme this morning has been faithfulness of the Lord in the last 15 years, but as Dave said, for thousands of generations. In Israel, when, they, when King Solomon stood before the people to dedicate the building of the temple, it said he stood before the altar and all the congregation, and he raised his hands toward heaven, and he asked the Lord to be faithful to the temple and to protect the temple. And then that temple was destroyed. But the reason God was answering that prayer is because you are now the temple. And God has been faithful of protecting his temple. The temple is, is us. The Holy Spirit lives within us. And we are now a picture of thousands of generations of brothers and sisters who have gone on before us. So brothers and sisters, as David said, brothers and sisters, raise your hands high to the Lord in expectation of the future. And as King Solomon did. He said he stood before the congregation, he stood before the altar, and he raised his hands high toward heaven. And I'm inviting you now to please raise your hands high with me as we ask the Lord to bless us, encourage us, and strengthen us over the next however many generations he gives us. Let's pray. Holy Father, as you have been so faithful, so faithful, oh, this is not a prayer of faithfulness for 15 years. Lord, this is a prayer of, faith, of faithfulness for thousands of generations. And here we are today because you live, you reign. Father, as we raise our hands high towards you in expectation of what you are going to do in us and through us in the, in the days to come, as the Apostle Paul has prayed, we pray that you would encourage us 
that this would be a place of encouragement. This would be a hospital for sinners, a place where people that are broken can come and be encouraged and lifted up in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This would be a place where Jesus is raised high. The name of Christ is made famous in this place. And Lord, would you strengthen us for the work that you have called us to. Bring into our midst those that you want to hear the gospel and then send forth from here the ones that you have called into the, the ripe harvest field. Let us be sensitive to the gospel of Jesus Christ and live our lives according to your word, Christ, that your glory would reign high. And as long as you should tarry, Crosspoint would always and forever be a place of the word of God, the faithfulness of God, the holiness of God, where your glory would reign and descend upon us, Jesus. In your name we pray this. Amen. Earlier this summer, I asked some, uh, sent an email out to Crosspoint members just asking for uh, testimonies and answering specific questions. So if you're going to read your uh, testimony, if you could make your way up to the stage, that'd be great. But uh, I, wanna, I want you to hear of the Lord's work in, in lives around here. And uh, there's one Crosspointer who wanted to remain anonymous. And so I want to read part of his story. He answered a couple questions. One was, how has the Lord used serving to shape your heart and life? He writes this, although I've always been one to serve others from all the way back in grade school, it was serving at Crosspoint that I realized why I serve. I serve because, I've, because I have a heartfelt desire to make things better for the greater good. And there is nothing greater than spreading the word of God. So any way that I can help in that cause, I will do so to the best of my abilities. I serve without recognition as it is not in my heart to be in the light. Knowing that God knows where, I, knowing that God knows where and why I serve is all the validation I desire. And then he answered this question, how has your faith in Christ grown and matured while at Crosspoint? He writes, I was very immature in my walk when I, when I first started Crosspoint many years ago. There were a lot of questions and misunderstandings I had prior to coming here. My part, uh, by participating in as many things as I could and listening and learning to several knowledgeable Christians, I feel more confident in my knowledge of the Word, and I feel that I am able to speak with a certain level of confidence about the gospel and what it means to be a Christian. At the very least, it is very clear in my own mind, even if, it may not be, even if I may not be able to articulate it to others. So I want these other cross-pointers in no particular order. To, uh, to share some of their story. Hi, my name is Shannon. Um, my husband and I, Ben, have been coming here together um, for five years. Um, since that time, we have seen growth in our marriage and as parents. I have enjoyed working as a family in Sun Chasers in many different areas and with VBS. I have enjoyed watching Ben personally open up as a teacher in Sun Chasers and in his many works that he's done throughout the years with VBS. He has enjoyed making friends with all the different men of Crosspoint as well. God has made a change in me by helping me to accept the church change from what I grew up in and not feeling so alone in a building full of people every Sunday morning. There are many different people that would reach out to me every Sunday and I dismissed it, but now I see that that was a way that God was preparing me to be able to reach out to others. Of course, many different community groups that we've been involved in have been also helpful in this change and getting us connected. 
When we first came, I was very skeptical to open up and learn or even meet new people because of depression or other things that I was going through. A lot has changed since then. And growth has occurred in so many other ways. I could explain with lots of time many different parts of how Crosspoint has helped to change, shape, and heal my relationship with God and with others. Thank you. Okay, so I, ooh, oh. <laughs> Thank you, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> I answered the question, what do you love about Crosspoint? And uh, the reason why I love Crosspoint is really quite simple. It's my family. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> Dave gave me the microphone. I'm going to be up here for a while. <laughs> so sorry. You said no time limit. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, my parents joined this church pretty early on, so I feel like I've almost grown up with it, which is a weird concept, but I still have VBS songs memorized from when I was like four years old, and one of them is in Spanish, so clearly <laughs> this church has really played a large role in my childhood. Thanks to my Crosspoint family, I learned how to make pen guns, get out a splinter, and where the most likely places are to find the women's Bible study chocolate. I learned to stick up for myself and my football team during tailgate parties, go Bears. Uh, and I remember watching the adults try to stick up for themselves too during the ultimate chili cook-off. I played my first game of Euchre at a third Sunday luncheon, which we definitely need to start doing again. Uh, and I'm pretty sure my fear of heights kicked in when Pastor Dave climbed across that ladder during the next campaign. See, the thing that I love about Crosspoint is that the community you find here will bleed into all the other areas of your life if you let it. I've made some of my very best friends here, and I've seen three different couples get engaged in this church, which should tell you that the relationships you build here really will last a lifetime. Being a part of Crosspoint, I've been through loss, heartache, and pain, but I know that my burden is lighter because we all went through it together as a family. Family means that in times of suffering, you give people hugs and you sign up to bring them a casserole. <laughs> Family means that in times of pain, you pray and you sing and you cry together because you know no one here will judge you. Family means that when one person is thankful, we all give praise and then we sign up to bring them a casserole. <laughs> During college, there was no group of people I would have rather come home to and even listening to the services online was for me like a breath of fresh air because this is my home, my safe place, and my family. So thank you, Crosspointers, for being more than just the people that I see on Sundays. Thank you for being my family. The casserole thing got me teary-eyed. <laughs> Sorry, I, we were joking. I love to talk in front of the kids, but grown-ups are scared, so. Um, I'm just going to read what I wrote Dave. I've been thinking on this one for quite a while. I wasn't sure if I could articulate what Crosspoint has done in our lives or what it means to me or us. When we first came to Crosspoint, we did not think it would necessarily be our forever church. We were looking for a church that was more spirit-filled, less about semantics of worship. We were totally into the weird hand raisers, so it was like home. Basically... <laughs> a deeper time of worship and people that were sold out for Christ. We really enjoyed the worship way back at the middle school days 
after only attending a short time, we were asked to help lead the kids' worship time, and I was annoyed, frankly. <laughs> it was me. It was totally talking about me. Well, that's just super weird. I mean, we were only there like a short time, and I thought, well, <laughs> who do they think they are? Um, I've only been here a short time. Why do you think I could possibly do that? You don't even know me. Well, what I learned was I needed to trust God and that God saw something that I did not and chose to share it with another, Dave, to be exact. Thank you. We were being asked to get out of our comfort zone and truly invest in plugged into a church home, the place where God teaches and grows Christians. Since then, this is not only a church home, it's family. I ended up being baptized here after understanding what it truly meant. We've shared joys and sorrows. We've brought two kids in, and after drinking the water, we got another one out. <laughs> We've been in several small groups over the years, and each one has challenged, helped, loved, and grown us. We've taught in Sun Chasers and had the honor to see children learn about Jesus and faith. There have been struggles along the way, even with fellow Christians. I've learned that it's okay to challenge each other in love as long as the focus is growing closer to God. In the 10 years that we've called Crosspoint home, we have been part of a family. I can do this. That God is building. We are thankful for our shepherds and fellow believers running the race with us. We feel like in the living room is a perfect title for our sanctuary here. Church is living out life together. It doesn't happen only between the walls of Crosspoint, although it sure is beautiful here. But in everyday madness, joyful, scary, quick as lightning, and slow as pain can go days on the outside. It's not about the little C cross point for us, but little C cross point gives us the tools, love, knowledge, strength, admonishment, loving correction, and a safe place to fall in order for us to be the big C church wherever we go. We love our cross point family, and cross point is love to us. My name's Crystal, and I'm thankful that quite a few people have gotten emotional because <laughs> um, I'm a pretty passionate person, and when I'm talking about things I'm passionate about, the emotions come, so beware. Um, <laughs> I started attending Crosspoint um, during a very dark and difficult time in my life. Um, I was struggling with a broken marriage, a broken family, and the broken dreams that follow the reality of those circumstances. Um, in my struggle to hang on to all that was broken in my life, I started looking for comfort and trusting in the things of the world instead of my Savior, Jesus Christ. Makes me so sad to say that, but it's true. Um, unfortunately, the church I was attending at the time and the support system they offered was broken also. Um, the guidance I received from the leadership there um, caused me to believe that I'd gone too far. And I didn't understand it at the time, and I wasn't really even able to describe how I was feeling. Um, but looking back now, I see that in the midst of that whole process, I had lost hope in my salvation. Um, and after having that hope and losing it, it's just, it's hard to describe. That hope just drove me to despair, that lost hope. And it's an awful place to be. Um, it even took me to the point of trying to end my life. But praise God for cross point, and I mean that. The Lord worked through the ministry here to teach me the truth. 
the true gospel message of forgiveness and redemption through Jesus Christ. And now almost three years later, I can say that hope has been restored and actually to a greater capacity than I ever had before. Um, during those three years, it was just example after example from the leadership and um, Dave and the elders and just the hands and feet of Jesus. They didn't tell me anything. They showed me. They showed me what grace is. They showed me what forgiveness is. They led me um, to Jesus, pointed me to Jesus over and over. Um, I'm so thankful to call Crosspoint my home where God's grace flows freely and it's unhindered by man-made traditions and beliefs. The love, support, and grace the leadership has shown me by welcoming me and not sending me away during my struggle has demonstrated to me the incredible love and forgiveness of our Heavenly Father. And I now have a much more intimate relationship with him. And I could not be more thankful for Crosspoint and the haven it has been for me on my journey of faith. try hard here. Um, I'm Sarah. It's my husband, Ben. Um, just overwhelmed by the faithfulness of God and um, having Mike and Amy back and just seeing God's faithfulness of bringing them here today and the healing that has taken place. And um, we're talking about our community group this morning, so I'm really going to just read this. Hopefully he'll take over if I can't finish. After 10 years at our previous church, we decided to move closer to home and starting attending Crosspoint. We were immediately invited into a community group, thanks to Kevin and Christy Funk. We began building relationships and getting to know people in this group, which was a huge blessing to both of us, but especially to me, I really didn't know anybody walking in these doors. Um, after a year in their group, we were to get together at our house, and Christy let me know that we should have our own community group in Roanoke. Um, I just blew her off, really. I was like, ah, oh, that's funny. We already have a group. It's yours, like, you know, trying to get rid of us. But, she, you know, no, really, you should do that. And um, as the spirit so often works in our lives, um, the idea of it just wouldn't go away. You know, you're trying to be done with that idea, but... It wasn't going away, and I, both of us, mostly me maybe, I don't know, tried to come up with all the reasons why we shouldn't do this, why, you know, there's not very many Roanoke people, no one's going to want to drive all the way to our house, nobody knows us that well, you know, on and on, why we shouldn't do this. Um, but God was not allowing us to talk ourselves out of this. So uh, we talked to the Willies and the Lots, who we were just getting to know then, and asked them if they had, they're from Roanoke with us, and um, if they would be interested if we were to start a group, and they were. They were very interested. So we decided we would do that, and just so thankful that we did. Um, we had no idea, it's been four years ago now, how the Lord would work through this small group. Um, it was just us three couples the first semester, and then the Lord started adding to our group um, Householders, Jenkins, Williamson, Stalters, and the Hermans all joined over the next couple years. And uh, these couples and families have just become so dear to our hearts. 
um, and we've been through a lot together. Um, there have been a lot of times to rejoice. Um, we had healthy twin boys born after um, just a lot of uncertainty with um, fertility and that answered prayer. There was a, an adoption, more baby boys born. I was worried about saying that. Um, baptisms in our group, and just the list goes on. And we have prayed together, and we've seen God answer our prayers in the ways we've hoped, and we've rejoiced together. Um, but we've also prayed, and we've been disappointed, and we've been discouraged in how those prayers have an been answered. Um, sorry. We've had uh, failed adoption declining health of our parents, um, death of a father, divorce of parents, a devastating cancer diagnosis, a surgery that went bad, and just our daily struggles with our own sin and living life in this fallen world. Um, just hard, heavy things that no one wants to go through. And though we couldn't rejoice in the things we could still rejoice in our God who has walked with us through it all. So as a group, um, we have banded together to meet the needs of one another. We've prayed for one another, cried with one another, cooked meals for one another, moved furniture, scooped snow, raked leaves, mowed lawns, encouraged one another, listened to one another, and we have laughed a lot with one another. And God knew all of this when we timidly said yes to starting a community group out of our home. He provided the relationships that we needed. We were not meant to go through this life alone. We were made for community. God is good, and he is faithful, and he has blessed us beyond measure with community at Cross Point. And with many, many, many of you that are outside of our community group as well, that this has become a family to us and um, thankful for all of you just I've been in tears since the beginning of the service like the first eight people that stood up didn't know us but you said yes and you stood up and there's all these people that have followed and it's really amazing so thank you to everyone who said yes along the years the worship team uh, could come up, that'd be great. Uh, in the past 15 years, um, whether you, you are here or not for those years, uh, you know what you and I have all experienced to a great degree? Change. Some changes have been encouraging, some not so encouraging. Do you know what we're going to experience in the years ahead? Whether we are planted in a church or not? Change. It's the nature of life not just as a church, but as households and as followers. This is why we stand firm and hold fast to the word. This is why we must do it together as brothers and sisters in the Lord, because things around us change. This is why we must be anchored to who we are in Christ, chosen, loved, saved, and anchored to the truth that our Lord is faithful to continue that change in us to make us more like himself. So may the Lord encourage and comfort our hearts. May the Lord strengthen us for every good work and word. May the, Lord, uh, may the word of God spread rapidly. May the Lord be glorified. And may we, his people, be growing worshipers of our God who is unchanging and true 
our God who is our refuge, fortress, rock, our very present help at all times. May we, his people, walk by faith and put our full confidence in the Lord because he is faithful. Let's stand up and worship our faithful God. Father, we pray that you would continue to wake us to uh, the reality of who you are and the gospel and uh, your presence in our lives. We pray that you would continue to humble us and, and, and make us uh, uh, just humble before you as we worship you. Continue to change us, make us more like your son. Anchor us to the truth of your word. Unite us as your people and send us out for the mission that you've called us to. In Jesus' name, amen.